You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast this week. I'm Jared, here with Andrew again. We're doing something a little bit different this week with the podcast. That's right. Today, we are going to talk about uh, some very recent prayer requests that were provided to us from our field workers or our local partners or even just local church leaders. And uh, and we're going to share them with you, and then we're going to pray for those people so that you can be praying for these uh, really specific situations. So what we're going to do is uh, we'll alternate sharing a prayer request. Each of us has selected a couple to use on the podcast. We'll talk a bit about it, and then we'll pray for that country, the person in question, things like that. Sounds good. Let's get started by visiting a country that we've already talked about on the World Watch Weekly podcast, India. Now, if you don't remember, India is number 10 on the World Watch list. And so here are some uh, two quick stories, prayer requests that came from local church leaders in India. All the names that we're using today are going to be changed uh, to protect the identity of of our persecuted brothers and sisters. Pastor Suman uh, went to a Christian family's house uh, to pray with them. And so they're having a prayer service. And uh, it's disrupted by a group of extremists uh, who used thick sticks. And they injured the pastor as well as family members. Uh, And so the pastor got a critical head and body injury. Uh, One of the family members, Sheila, had to undergo surgery because of this attack. And in this attack, unfortunately, a small baby, less than a year old, uh, was injured. Wow. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, something that came out of that amazingly is that none of the people who were injured ended up dying from their injuries. I I believe they've all recovered in some way, or at least are, are recovering from their injuries, including the baby. Yeah, and so local church leaders are asking us to continue to pray for them. For sure. So that uh, their recovery will continue. And you can imagine the the after effects of having your prayer service in your home disrupted. Like, yeah. do you want to run another one? How do you run another one? What, how do we meet together? What's going to happen the next time we meet together? And so you can imagine the, the after effects of a, a traumatic event like that. And so we need to be praying for... Pastor Suman, for Sheila, the other people involved, and for this little baby. Yeah. Now, there's a second story about another church service being disrupted. Pastor Shikar was conducting a Sunday service in a house church. The service was disrupted by some village people who who also called the police and accused the pastor of forcefully converting people uh, into Christianity, which was a false accusation. During the service, the police arrested the pastor for interrogation. That's the kind of thing I feel like that would really, um, what's the word I'm thinking for, Andrew? Uh, dissuade people from wanting to attend church services when there's a very real possibility of arrests and violence happening. Yeah, and yet we see more and more people coming to faith in yeah, India. Which is amazing. And, you know, people are continuing to, to be faithful to Jesus, even with this pressure and this violent persecution put on them. And so that's that's pretty incredible. Unfortunately, church services being disrupted is becoming a more common thing in India. And so that's another thing we should be praying for. 
uh, through this entire thing. And so uh, let's let's pray for these people. Let's pray uh, for our brothers and sisters in India. Father God, we come before you for our brothers and sisters in India, God, and we ask that you would protect them. We ask that you would protect your church there, God. We know that uh, church services being interrupted, it, it, that's happening more and more, but we pray that your church would continue to meet, your church would continue to be salt and light, and your church would continue to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. God, we pray specifically for Pastor Suman and Sheila and the other family members and this little one-year-old that was injured in this attack. God, we pray, God, that your physical healing would continue to be upon them. But God, we also pray for their mental health and their reintegration into into church life and, and how that all happens. God, we pray that you would guide them and lead them. We pray, Father God, that you would help them, God. We pray against fear, uh, fear that from the enemy, God, that would keep them from wanting to meet together again. But God, I pray that they would have the, the boldness and the courage given to them by the Holy Spirit to continue to follow you faithfully uh, each and every day. And God, we pray for Pastor Shikar and, and the others in this uh, church attack. God, we pray that you would prevent any false charges coming against Pastor Shakar. We pray, God, that the church would continue to meet, that he would be able to continue to pastor this house church and many and, and others that he may pastor, God. We pray that you would strengthen them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So moving on to another prayer request from recent months, um, we're going to Laos. Laos is, I believe, in the 20s in the World Watch list. Let me double-check that. It's number 20. Laos is number 20 on the World Watch list um, for countries in which it's dangerous to be a Christian. And if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you may have uh, seen a photo I posted uh, last week sometime of a group of Laotian believers uh, praying in the jungle. And what happened was a couple months ago, uh, these believers worshiping in a Laotian village were threatened by the village elders to be kicked out of the village because of their faith. They were told they are not allowed to worship inside the uh, village boundaries. So what they've done is they've gone out into the jungles of Laos in Southeast Asia to hold their prayer services. And that's just their attempt at finding a way to worship together as discreetly as possible. And when I think of that story, Andrew, I compare it to us in Canada right now who are in the process of moving back slowly into um, worshiping in church buildings. And it's inconvenient, but that really puts it in perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, when I, when I first saw that photo, it's an incredibly moving, incredibly challenging photo because you're looking at these, you know, nine or 10 young men, sitting on the jungle floor, worshiping God together. Mm-hmm. And I think about the, the attitudes that sometimes persist in my heart. And then you think, look at these, ki- these kids. To me, they, they seem like kids, uh, which is probably maybe rude, and I, I probably shouldn't say that. But my age. <laughs> yeah, exactly, kids. Um, and <laughs> But I look at these young men. is a more appropriate term. I look at these young men, and I just think, man – what courage and what boldness and what, what desire to worship together 
that they would go out into the jungle. Like, I think of jungle and I think, okay, there's going to be creatures there that I do not want to see at any time, let alone when I'm trying to worship Jesus. Yeah, makes me wonder what other risks come with uh, with worshiping outside. Yeah, and well, the, these are incredible uh, young men that we want to pray for. You know, I do know that our Open Doors local partners say that we need to pray for them, that although they're safe for now, you know, worshiping outdoors is still really risky, even though it's in the jungle. Right. Yeah, so let's pray for them uh, at this point. God in heaven, we give you thanks for the uh, courage of our brothers and sisters in Laos, and specifically for this group has been kicked out of their village because of their desire to worship publicly. Lord, we thank you that they have, uh, for the moment, the opportunity to uh, hold their services in the jungle. We pray for safety for them. We pray that there may be uh, would be more opportunities that come up for them to return to their village and worship there. We pray that you keep them safe, that you continue to protect your children in that way. Lord, we ask that those in the village who are seeking to um, to kick them out or uh, putting threats on their life, Lord, that they would have a change of heart. May your Holy Spirit transform them and may the courage of our persecuted family uh, just shine a light in a dark place. We trust that you will do great things uh, through the courage of these believers, and we thank you in advance for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, the next country we want to talk about is Vietnam, which is number 21 on the World Watch list. Oh, there you go. And so sometime uh, in April of this year in northern Vietnam, Nung and his family uh, opened their hearts to the Word of God and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Aware of the possible consequences, Nguyen, his family, attended church and, and fellowshiped with other believers very cautiously. However, in the last week of August, the local authorities found out about the family's conversion, and they were forced to give up their faith. But they stood firm and refused to forsake their newfound faith as they witnessed how God changed their lives since they became Christians. Now, Nguyen is a or was a government official of the town, and under Vietnam's law, officials need to be members of uh, the party, the Communist Party, and members should uh, cannot or should not be affiliated with any religion. And so because of this, uh, because he refused to deny his faith, he lost his party membership and his job to boot. Now the whole family is being threatened to leave their village if they continue with their faith. That's interesting because it goes to show a kind of persecution that's, subtle isn't the right word, but like it's, it's pressure to conform to the expectations of the government where if you choose to follow Christ, then the consequences are, well, then you can't be part of the state. And it's kind of choosing one or the other. So in theory, you might say, oh, you're allowed to be a Christian, but if you choose to do so, you cannot have a job. You can't, uh, you know, have any benefits of the government, that kind of thing. And, you know, in this case, uh, there's there's persecution from the government and there's persecution from the village. But when someone converts to Christianity, it's often family and village and community that do a lot of persecution. And so converts face additional persecution in many countries for their faith in Jesus Christ because they've chosen to leave what everyone else believes. Yeah. And so that it puts them as an outsider as such. So Nung and his family face additional trials coming up as you you know their village is trying to kick them out. So let's pray for them right now. Father God, we lift up our brother Nung and, and his family, God, and we just pray, Father God, that you would continue to sustain them. 
God, we thank you for their courage and their boldness, their steadfastness, that they would not deny their faith in Jesus Christ. God, but we know that more trials are coming. But in the, you, you promise in this world, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so, God, I pray that they would continue to fix their eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of their faith. God, you endured the cross, God, and they can endure this. God, may you strengthen them. May you help them. God, we pray uh, that you provide a new job for Nung, that you would help him, him to provide for the five kids that he has and uh, and send them to school, God, that they would, that this family would be provided for, God, by your miraculous provision. And we pray for the people in the village who are are doing, who are trying to kick them out. God, we pray that you would work on their hearts as well and draw them to Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So after all that, Andrew, what do you say we end on a high note? Good idea. Okay. Uh, we're going back to Eritrea, which is number six on the world watch list. We talked about it in a podcast a while back. And some good news recently, uh, in Eritrea, 27 Christians have been released from prison after spending several years in jail. So that was at the, the first week of September, 19 men and eight women were released from my serva prison, which is near uh, the capital of Eritrea. Uh, we're not entirely positive of the reasoning behind the release. There's suggestions that it's connected to COVID-19, but we haven't been able to confirm that. But the 27 Christians had been detained without trial anywhere between four and 16 years. Yeah, I know. That's incredibly good news, though, that they've been released. Yeah. And so we're thankful for that. We are. And I mean, it's 27 of them, and it's impossible to know actually how many prisoners continue to be held in Eritrea, because what happens is the prisoners aren't given a trial, and so they're not charged, and so there's no official statistics about that. Now, we have sources in the country that tell us there's hundreds of long-term prisoners, probably thousands more who are detained for shorter periods because of their faith. But what makes this one unusual is that these uh, prisoners who've been released have been in prison for so long. It's unusual to be released after, you know, a decade plus being in prison. So what I want to do is, is pray for them and we give thanks to God for, uh, for their release. But, you know, I can't imagine what it would be like also to come back to quote unquote normal life after spending that long being imprisoned. Mm -hmm. There's going to be trauma. There will be, um, a lot of decisions that have to be made. I don't know what it's going to be like to try to become part of society again. So a mix of petition and praise uh, for this prayer. So why don't we uh, close in one more word of prayer right now? Mm -hmm. Gracious Father, we give you thanks for the news that these brothers and sisters have been released after so long in prison. Um, surely many times, Lord, they felt hopeless and they felt like they would never get out. And so we thank you that they have been um, given release at this time. I thank you that they have been freed and we pray that as they seek to adjust to life again, that you would be with them. We pray that there would be um, limited lingering effects of uh, trauma or uh, PTSD, Lord, that they would be able to find comfort um, as they go to whatever home awaits them. Lord, as they seek to readjust to society, we pray that you will give them both a sense of peace, but also a sense of boldness to continue in their faith, even though they've experienced such, uh, such harm from their, uh, from their previous activities. 
so God, we pray that they would continue to uh, fight the good fight and finish the race that you have placed before them. We thank you for their testimonies and for their courage and ask that your Holy Spirit gives them a special measure of blessing and encouragement today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. If We would love for you to subscribe, rate, review the podcast, and share it with someone so that more people can be praying for our persecuted family across the world. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at odcan.org. We would love to chat further with you. Thanks so much for listening. See you next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org click get involved and then click prayer.